Hello there and welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive ministry updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my ministry page on Facebook at Paula Cornette Ministries. Follow me on Instagram at either Revelations from the Heart or Minister Paula. Or you can check me out on YouTube at Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, let's get into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paulo Cornett, and this is episode 105. Well, last week kicked off the uh, month. I took some time off and uh, last week was my first week back. And I just thank God for the opportunity to come to you all with a wonderful podcast from a fellow podcaster, Sylvia. She did a wonderful, wonderful job. If you haven't listened to that episode, you will be blessed. You want to go back in the archives and listen to that powerful episode. And I am not without a guest today. I'm so very glad to have another guest, another uh, fellow podcaster. It's just fun to um, meet fellow podcasters. They're always so willing to come on and share their testimonies and just to be a blessing. Um, so I met this lady through actually the pod Christian Podcasters group. I've been seeing her content and I said, I'd like to have her on my show. And so I got in touch with her and hey, it's going to happen today. So I just thank God for her. She'll tell you a little more about herself, but I just want to introduce to the Revelations from the Heart podcast audience for the very first time, Sister Ruth. And I'm going to tell you why I said Sister Ruth, because I did not, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> I didn't want to mess it up. So how do you say the last name? It is Hofsepian. I would have messed it up. I would have said Hovis. So I, I, <laughs> I know. Yeah, you I you literally have to say it the way you see it. And I know that it is not intuitive to have a V and an S, but it's Hofsepian. Hofsepian. I, I see. Correct. I, yeah. I would have to practice that, but I would not have gotten that the first <laughs> time. So I said, I better not say it because I'm sure I, I'm going to mess it up. But I'm so very glad to have you all the way from Canada. That's right. Beautiful oh. Canada. Beautiful Canada. It is beautiful. I told you my it brother's is. wedding was there. And yes, it one of the th it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um place to see. But I just thank God for your willingness to come on um the podcast and just to share with us um what the Lord has given you and put on your heart. And I always when I first started this podcast, the very first episode that I did. The Holy Spirit said, you tell your testimony. And for me, I didn't think I had a testimony because I've been saved since I was a little kid and I always have served the Lord. And I just didn't think like, who would really want to hear that? But what I found is that people are really blessed by that, you know, and they're really like, you've been saved all your life and pretty much all my life. You know, I was a sinner from six to under. I was a little sinner, you know, but um, I, I came to the, to the knowledge of the truth when I was seven years old and, um, made a commitment to Jesus and uh, have been serving him ever since. And so um, when I started the podcast, he said, now, every time you have a guest on, have them start off when they come on the first time, share their testimony because your testimony is who you are, you know, and everybody's testimony is unique and it is different. And one thing we can always say is that once you've had an encounter with the Lord, your life is not 
the same. And that was the case with you. I've watched and heard a little bit um, of your testimony and I don't want to uh, share share it myself. I want you to share it. So um, just as a rite of passage for this podcast, uh, how did you get saved? How did you come to the knowledge of the truth? Well, Paula, I, I am in agreement with you about testimonies. And I believe that everybody has a testimony and through testimonies, you can reach someone's heart and someone's soul. And everyone can relate to your story somehow. And I, I too was introduced to the Bible and the scripture and the truth at a very early age. I was a week old when my parents took me to church. I grew up in a very uh, conservative evangelical church uh, and family. Uh, I was truly loved and cared for. And I grew up in that environment and I made a commitment to the Lord around the age of 11 or 12. But there were underlying issues and looking back at it, I, I made a commitment to the Lord because I was truly just afraid of dying and going to hell. We, I had been to camp, overnight camp, and we had watched Left Behind. <laughs> and if anybody knows that, it scared the living daylights out of me and I did not want to be left behind. But in hindsight, uh, and, and then I was baptized when I was about 15 or 16 years old, I was very involved in the church, you know, and I even went to a Bible college when I was 20 years old. But looking back at it, it really was the faith of my parents that I was walking and not my personal faith because I went on, I got married, I got divorced, and through the divorce, some horrible things happened um, within the church. Uh, there was a fallout at the church. The church actually, uh, uh, a group of people walked out of the church uh, because of my divorce, because my father is the pastor of the church. And people could not understand why we got divorced. There were no out, you know, outward signs of the relationship being in distress. But that is a story for another time. And after my divorce, I struggled. I had no one to turn to. I didn't know who to speak to. I didn't have what I needed, the support that I needed. And unfortunately, I turned to the world for that support and to look for acceptance, for love, for whatever it was that to fill that emptiness that I was filling. And for the next 15 years, I turned to alcohol to numb and desensitize me to what the Holy Spirit was saying, Ruth, you're going the wrong way, Ruth, stop. And I needed the world's loud noise to quiet or to, you know, to, to not hear the Holy Spirit talking to me. And unfortunately, I had a really bad addiction to pornography and sex for 15 years. And this is the walk that I had. And it as the years went on, it got worse and worse and worse. And just like an addict to crack to cocaine, I needed hits that were more, just more. And I needed more of, you know, 
whatever it was I had been searching for at the time. And unfortunately, as we know, these addictions do not fill the emptiness. And towards the end of those 15 years, I really was taking chances that when I look back, I wonder how I did not become a statistic of, you know, or a headline woman found in a motel or a hotel room or in a back alley. And I started to actually be afraid of of dying because I knew that my the the risks and chances that I was taking was really taking me towards that and that demise and I was afraid of where I was going. And once again, I didn't know who to turn to because as a preacher's kid, who do you turn to to say I'm I'm an addict, I need help. I'm addicted to to sex. Who? How? So, you know, and and this is where I believe that planting the seed in our children at a young age about what God, who God is and what it means to have a personal relationship is so important because what I had learned in my youth and as a child came back to me in the darkest times in my life when I was so desperate to be saved from my lifestyle. And it really started with very childlike prayers um, and, and asking God to help me. Now, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy road. It took me about five years um, to be able to say that I was clean and sober. Um, but it, during those those years, I would take several steps forward and, and Satan would come in. And as I tried to pray and and speak to the Lord, he would say to me, who are you, Ruth? Have you seen what you've done? You are a sinner. And my shame was so great. But again, through my faith, the renewal of my faith and falling to my knees, you know, in front of my heavenly father and confessing my sins, I was able to become clean. And today I am, praise God, eight years clean and sober. And it is all you know, by the grace of God. Amen. Well, I want to ask you a question. So during that time period when you were dealing with, um, you know, in that state or that condition, were you still going to church or had you stopped going to church? Well, that's the thing. I did go to church, but it was a disassociative kind of condition. Physically, I was entering the church, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I had checked out. And I was going to church because, again, it was those ingrained instincts, you know, because as you did, you know, we we started very early. And I pray and I thank God for that. I also wanted, I have three children, they're all grown adults now, but when they were young, I wanted them to have that experience. And um, I didn't want to disappoint my parents anymore, my family anymore than I was. So I did go to church. Um, but it really was just, just going. physical. Yeah, yeah, it was it's just physical. So did you feel like when you were there, did you feel convicted or any shame? No. Or you, you just went in and just like, let me just get this. Listen, 
Paula, most of the time, if 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 I was there on a on a Sunday morning, uh, I may or may not have been out the night before and had only crawled home at you know like four o'clock in the morning or mm-hmm. five in the morning, whatever it was. I was in no condition to be in church. I was sleeping half the time. I was just there for the sake of being there, you know, and yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because that ha- that ha- a lot of people are in that state. You can be in that state because you can wonder, yes. like, somebody that's doing this, it's, a lot of times they're not really there. They're not engaged. They're not, you know, they're just there. Yeah. They're just yeah. there. And it, I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, I mean, I, I very, I'm very adamant about this, about people in the church pews. Um we may be there, we may be sitting there, but we may have checked out and we're just doing it because it is expected of us. And we need we need messages and sermons to convict us. That's it. To draw us back, That's it. right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And a lot of times people, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the ears being tickled and they want to hear stuff yes. that feel good but not stuff to make them live right. And um, people get upset when I say this, but you know, the Bible says that only those that have clean, clean hands and a pure heart. And I say, that's Bible. That is Bible. Uh, yeah. People don't like to hear about repentance. You know, they don't like to hear about holiness. Those things are still in the kingdom. God hasn't done away with those things. Yeah. You know, you know Paul. Like, go ahead. Paul. I'm going to say, Paul, this is this is really touchy subject, right? Because most people do not want to be convicted of their sins. They don't want to be told they're sinners. We don't want to hear it. I I definitely didn't want to hear that I was a sinner. And who was the pastor to say that I needed to live a certain way? And unfortunately, when I look back, I'm I'm old enough to go back a long ways and see the changes that social media has brought to the church, where we are seeing mega churches. Now, I live in Canada, as you said. Um, there are very few mega churches here like there are in the States. It does not mean we don't have corruption in our churches. We just are on a smaller scale. Right. And we have drifted apart as a church. And 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 I'm not talking about the, the building, right, but the right. body of believers, right? right? We have drifted apart from, uh, uh, um, uh, we have drifted far from what our great commission is. And that is what? To bring people to the Lord. And and what we hear more often than not on social media and many churches is a feel-good message, yeah, and and a, a prosperity message. So, ah, because it's a tough one <laughs> because those topics don't get listeners, <laughs> you yes. know. You know, and like for me, I'm not concerned about the the number of as who got changed. If one person, yes, you know, hears. And, and, and their life is changed for the better because, I mean, eternity, we're, we're talking about eternity here. And, you know, uh, the reality of, of, their, of heaven and hell is very real. Yes. And eternity is a long time to 
realize I didn't get this thing right. You know, God gives us every chance and every opportunity yeah. to, 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 to get it right. And so, like you said, there is definitely a, um, a scarcity of yeah. teaching like that. You know, uh, they'd say I'm fire and brimstone. And I, when, when somebody referred to me as fire and brimstone, I was like, yes, yes, because I, I don't want it to be motivational. I don't want it to, I want you to hear, just like the Bible talks about how when Paul preached, he pricked the hearts of the people. Yeah. And, and that's what people need, you know, especially in this day and time that we're living in, things are coming to a close. It's wrapping up. I was thinking about when you said that was so beautiful, how you remember the things that you had learned as a child. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast and the Bible talks about that the seed is in corruptible and mm. it's an encouragement because sometimes uh you know you can and i remember going through this as as a young child since i was saved since i was seven so you know i kind of grew up in the church and there's things that you know we have christianese you know and you kind of <laughs> learn and know what to say and how to say it but i could remember looking at my mom and her walk with the lord her relationship with the lord and i so much wanted that relationship that she had but I, I would say to myself i said i don't want to go off of her relationship i want to know god for myself and that's when it comes you know that when you want to know god for yourself and you have to have a relationship with him outside of like you said your relationship was kind of connected to your parents yeah. And that's my mom, when she grew up, that's, she was raised Baptist. So in the Baptist church, when you got 12 years old, everybody got baptized, <laughs> a bit more saved, you know, didn't get saved till later on in life. And you begin to realize that, you know, in your life that, you know, you long for that relationship, not, not religion and not even going to church. That's a byproduct of, you know, your salvation. Right. But when you don't have that relationship, you know, with God, and I can just see, you know, just the, the presence of the Lord all in your face, all in your eyes that, you know, telling what you went, you don't look like what you've been through. No. And, you know, and, like, you know, I, I encourage every one of your listeners and anyone I can, I can say this to make this a journey of your own have a personal and you know we don't hear this very often right let go of other people's way of worship let go of other people's way of doing things and build a personal relationship with the lord Amen. have that one-on-one -on -one with him have a time of prayer be intentional with your prayer time and, and that doesn't mean just do, you know, like an hour. That's not what I'm saying. We should be praying constantly, Paula, right. in our hearts, right. right? In our minds. That is the state we should be in. But I mean intentional prayer, that one-on-one -on -one conversation with the Lord. Learn and tune in to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And then... There are so many books out there with Bible studies, devotionals, topical things. Those are great. I, 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 I have one. I write more. I'm writing more. But what I want to emphasize is dig into the Bible on your own and mm -hmm. read and just read it and absorb it. You know, we take sections of the Bible 
and verses and study topically, but read through the Bible as a whole. I mean, how many Christians have read Habakkuk? <laughs> how many people read Amos? They don't. And it's the thing about it is, is that I know the, the first time that I read through the Bible cover to cover, you know, I'd read portions of it throughout my life. But when I right. read cover to cover, it just does something to you. Yeah. And then you go back and read it again. And and what you saw on the first round, you don't see on. Exactly. What, and it's always revelation, just constantly, constantly, because that's the way God is so big. You know, we can never know him in just one. Exactly. You know. And you're in a different place, right? Because right. by right. the time, if, if you're really reading it intentionally, by the time you're through, you should have matured and changed. Therefore, when you start reading it again, you're at a different place and, and something else will be revealed to you. And this year, my, you know, like in the last um, eight years, I've, I've read through the Bible multiple times now. But this year, there was something I really wanted to do. And I, I've started to read um, the Bible in chronological order, mm -hmm. just for my own sake. So, you know, I understand some people are bored by it. But I challenge everyone, you know, read it for yourself. Know the answers to the questions that people will ask you as a believer. You know, know, have your own answers. Don't memorize answers, right? It needs to come from here. So, yeah. That's, that's, we're, that's good. That's really, I'm glad that you said that. I was thinking about too, when you said how, um, you know, in your own relationship with the Lord, you worship him from, you know, where you are. I remember when I was a teenager, in um a youth group and the person who was over the youth group at the time was trying to like make me lift my hands in church and all that kind of stuff and i i told him, i said look i'm not gonna just do that just to be doing that mm. because i want when i lift my hands i want it to come from my heart right. you know and to do it because you know I love him, not because you're doing it or, you know, mimicking somebody. I always just wanted, I always wanted, you know, like my own authentic relationship, yes. you know, with the Lord. And sometimes, you know, like when you, sometimes when you go to church, people that may not have been in church all their life, you know, they don't know what to say or they don't know what to do. And yeah. God just wants you to come as you are. And as you come, he'll clean you up and get you, you know, get you That's where right. you need to be. But he, he just wants your heart. And once you yeah. give your heart to him, God doesn't look at all the, you know, uh, exterior stuff. You know, he, he just wants your heart. But he once you get saved and serve the Lord, you're going to do better. You're not going to, you know, because the Bible says you're a new creation. Right. Now, gonna, you know, sometimes people use it as an excuse. Well, I'm just a baby Christian. Well, you need to grow up a little bit, you know. That, that's the challenge, right? And I think churches and pastors and leaders in the church need to challenge people grow. You can't rem remain a, a, a new baby Christian for the, for the rest of your life. That's right. You need to grow. You need to mature. You need to be the next generation of believers to help the new ones out. And by the way, I totally understand the uh, lifting your hands in praise because I'm of Baptist background as oh, well. Okay. <laughs> and we don't do it. But Again, you know, when the spirit fills you, 
in worship. You're going to do something. You're going to do it. Yes. And and I I don't judge anyone who does or doesn't. It's what you feel, you how you, mm-hmm. yes, it's just. Now for me, just like I, I, the Lord had been dealing with me, like there was times that I wanted to, but I was like, but I'm just, I'm just a kid, you know, like no other kid is raising their hands, but you yeah. know, after I just got like, just forget it. I just love the Lord. And I, <laughs> you know, I, I finally, you know, got a free right. from the opinions of, of man or what, what people thought. So well, I don't know how we got on this topic, but that's, it's, it's really, really good. And it's, it's so much needed. Um, a lot of times people shy away from it because, you know, they just don't want to talk about it, but yeah. you know, we, we can see, and just like Jesus, he knows the condition of the church. Just like, that's why revelation was written when Paul, um, yeah. not Paul, but John was given, you know, the revelation of the, the, the letters to give, he knew the things that were going on in the churches, but Jesus loves the church. He loves That's the right. church. And even though sometimes those that run the church get things messed up and they fail, but Jesus is the good, good shepherd, you know, and we have to always remember that the man will fail us, but God will never, never fail. Amen. Us. Now you have your podcast out. Is it out of darkness? It's out of the darkness out with of, Ruth Hofsepian. Okay. okay. And so how was that birth? How did you, how did you come about, um, with doing that. Uh, You you know what, for years, for the last couple of years, I really wanted to have a platform to talk about, you know, faith and to talk about transformation and stories of redemption. And when I started, I really didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a solo podcast. But very quickly, I started to have guests. So um, I'm about eight months, nine months into it. And I am loving it. You're a baby podcaster. I am. And I've I've finished recording for 2023 almost. And I'm starting planning the 2024. But it's been great. I've met, like you have probably amazing guests, made new friendships learned so much that i'm so glad that god has led me to 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 starting this ministry i think of it as a ministry it's a story of redemption and change and renewal amen and people need to know and hear that hey god is still working miracles he's still saving still healing and there's nobody that is too far from his reach as long as there's still breath in that body God can save, he can redeem, he can heal, and he can restore. So if you could leave us with a scripture, a word of encouragement uh, to the listeners, there may be somebody that's listening that they may be dabbling in pornography, and there may be someone that's listening that may have been through divorce. And, um, you know, just a word of encouragement, however the Holy Spirit leads you or whatever he leads you to say to those that are listening and watching. There is no shame too great that you cannot take it to the Lord. Take it to him in prayer. Take it and lay it at the feet of your heavenly father and confess your sins and you will be forgiven and you will be renewed. He is a gracious and loving God and he is there for you. So Ruth, you also have some books that you've written. Could you just kind of let us know how the audience can get in touch with you um, to get those books and to uh, where's your podcast, uh, the platforms that it's on and all those things. Yeah, I have a passion for prayer and 
talking about prayer and what prayer does and the changes in your life that you can affect through prayer. So both books that I have are on prayer. The first one is 100 Days of Prayer. It is a, a part of my testimony and my journey um, through my addiction and becoming clean and guiding you to intentional prayer. And the second one is The Ultimate Conversation, Is That You, God? And it's a deeper dive into prayer. It's a Bible study. And they can all be found um, on Amazon. And you can find uh, all the information on my website, which is ruthhofsepian.com. And there are free resources um, that you can also download and use. Amen. Well, you knew you had to come back to the Lord with a name like Ruth. Come on now. Your name is, you know, it's in the word of God. And, uh, you know, you definitely had no choice yeah. to God, serve the Lord. So I'm so glad for his redemptive work in your life. And um, just I pray God's best for you uh, on your podcast. Thank you. you. Continue just to be a voice, um, crying out in the wilderness and spreading That's truth. Right. That's really one of the things that as I listen to your your podcast, you know, I could hear your heart. And I said, this is a solid lady. This lady, she's, she's a woman of God. And um, I just, a kingdom woman, I'll say it like that. Because just because people, you know, eh, you know, everybody's not kingdom and kingdom minded mm. and different things like that. And, you know, those that have the kingdom, they have a certain speech and there's certain things that, you know, that they say and that they understand. And so I just thank God for what he's doing. And we're praying for revival in Canada. Revival Thank you. Canada and uh, revival yeah. <laughs> these United States. We know we definitely, Amen. Have, we definitely need it. Well, if you'd ever be so gracious, would you please close us out with a word of prayer? And just as you were talking, if you would just pray for those that uh, maybe uh, in addictions, you know, we I believe mm. that the, 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 there's power in prayer and that God can set you free right 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 now right today you may be uh have a, an addiction something that you may be trying to to get rid of get over uh for quite some time we're just going to pray and believe that god will set you free right now in the name of jesus as she prays and also mm. for those um that may have experienced divorce or going through divorce the trauma of that and um just you you, you know how to pray for that and so just let the holy spirit lead you um as you close us out with a word of prayer most definitely. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you today with our hearts. We praise you for um, we praise you for our faithful faithfulness. We praise your great power and love. We confess our need to you. We confess our need for you. Our lives don't go as well when we manage it on our own, Lord. We struggle and worry, get weary and worn. Yet you never leave us, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your care over us, Lord. And I thank you that you breathe renewal right into our souls. I ask you for your spirit to fill us today, to draw us closer to you, and to work your will and purpose through us as we set our eyes on you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen, amen. If you're listening to this podcast today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity and a chance to make him your Lord and Savior. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. 
we don't know the hour of the day that we are to exit out of here. But one thing that you can know is that when that time does come, that if you lay your head down on your pillow tonight and when you wake up tomorrow, that you'll wake up within that scene, the face of Almighty God. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I give you the opportunity to say this prayer. You can just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you now a sinner in need of a savior. I surrender to you. Wash me, make me clean. Forgive me of my sins. Show me how to live for you in these end times. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, be sure to email me. Let me know that you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You can let Sister Ruth know. I'm not going to say the last name because I'm I, I got to practice that just a little more. <laughs> Hofspain? No, that's not it. Hofsepian. Hofsepian. See, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to practice it a little more before <laughs> I say it uh, on air. So um, I'll just continue. Sister Ruth is what I'll, I'll I'll stick to that for a while. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> Well, I thank you so very much for uh, joining us today and for sharing your testimony and being a blessing. Uh, she is definitely a, a, a story of hope. You may be believing God for someone to um, give their lives to the Lord. Just know that God is faithful and just continue to pray and to believe and God can bring them out of any situation, circumstance that they may be dealing with. Be sure to purchase her books on Amazon. Um, remember the words in Romans 10 and 17. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Be sure to join me next week as I talk to another guest. God bless you. And Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.